Ephesians chapter 6. I know back, I think, the first Wednesday nights of the new year, I told you for the next several weeks I would be speaking on offense. So it's been three weeks since we've been together on a Wednesday night. So as I was praying this morning, the Lord kind of took me a different direction, but kind of in the same direction, if that makes sense. And he took me to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, about putting on the whole armor of God. So I'm going to read that right quick. Ephesians 6 and verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong, not in yourself, not in a pastor, not in your best friend, not in your mother. But it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You can't do it. Before you ever attempt to put this armor on, what he is telling you, if you're not in him and trusting in him and his might and his power, you're not going to be able to do it. So before we can ever even move into the armor of God, we've got to put everything in him. We've got to put our strength in him and the power of his might. And then in verse 11, it says, put on the whole armor of God. Not your, not your armor, not your friend's armor, not your, your greatest evangelist that you like to watch on YouTube's armor, not your greatest preacher that you like to listen to on the radio's armor. You, it says, put on the armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So he tells us who we are warring and who our, our enemy is. It's not against people. It's not against churches. It's not against Anything flesh and blood, it is not against. There's always an underlying power that is trying to manipulate its way in. And that power is the principalities and the rulers of the darkness of this ages, the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. That's who we war against. We need to go back to the basics of just that and say there is a kingdom of darkness and that is what we war against not people even though sometimes we may not be able to stand somebody it's not that person that you're mad at it's the bitterness or the anger or the resentment that's coming up out of that that you're really mad at tells us in the last 13 to take the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand and then he starts verse 14 says stand therefore having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one 
And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So as I was praying this morning, and like I've told y'all, and I, I encourage you to do also, is every, every morning, the first thing that we do is we put on our armor. We pray this scripture right here. So this morning as I was praying this, and I was putting my armor on, and I started off with the belt of truth. I said, Lord, I put on the belt of truth this morning. Because the belt goes all the way around you. So I said, Lord, I walk in truth. It goes before me. Truth covers my back. And truth is on each side of me. So let everything that I do be in the truth of who you are. And the truth of what you are. And the truth of your word. And everything that covers me be truth. And no lie formed against me will prosper. Because I always have truth that is covering me in, in every direction. And then I take the breastplate of righteousness every morning. I put it on because it covers your heart. And I say, Lord, help my heart to stay in right standings with you. Help my motives be pure. Help my motives be humble and not of the flesh. Help me to be humble in your presence and keep everything that is within me in the right standings of who you are. And for this morning, I usually go... After that, to my feet, and I didn't. Because I, I usually stay in line with the scripture. This morning after that, I went ahead and put my helmet of salvation on. And I said, Lord, I put on the helmet of salvation this morning to renew my mind. Every day you need to wake up in a renewed mindset. Every day, because the war is played out in between your ears from the moment you wake up. Sometimes even the moment when you close your eyes and your mind is idle, the war is still going on in there. So it's a constant daily battle to renew your mind. I renew mine more than once a day. I guarantee you that. I renew mine constantly all day long. Lord, and I put that helmet on to protect me. Lord, and give me a renewed mind in the salvation it's the helmet of salvation. What am I renewing my mind in? I'm renewing my mind is that I am saved by you. I'm renewing my mind that I am your kid. You are my father. And I've got to stand in that renewed mind knowing that, Lord, anything that comes through this day has not caught you off guard, has not caught you off by surprise. But in anything that comes, I know whose I am. Nothing can shake that foundation in my mind that, God, I am saved by you. I am one of yours. And you said you will take care of your kids. So I stand on that in my mind. Because if the devil can get you doubting your salvation, doubting whose you really are, then he has got you. So that's how important it is to stay in the mindset of, God, I am yours. No matter what comes my way, I trust in you because I am saved by your blood that was shed on the cross. And then I take the shield of faith. And I raise it up in, in my arm. And I say, Lord, I, I trust in you, Father. I trust that this shield that I'm holding up will take care of anything before it even gets to my armor. That 
every fiery dart that is fired, Lord, this shield is going to take care of it. That I've got to trust in it so much that I've got to put my life behind it. My life behind it that if something comes my way, my faith is going to keep me from wavering, keep me from faulting, keep me from falling. I've got to put everything behind that I've quilted myself with behind this shield of faith, believing that it's going to protect me. It would be like me, if, if you had a shield with you, me pulling out a gun and saying, can I shoot your shield? Do you have that much faith that this bullet is your faith built strong enough that when I pull this trigger, you have no doubt that it's going to stop it? Is your faith built strong enough that you have no doubt that when you raise your shield up that it will stop every fiery dart of the devil? Have you built your shield that strong that you can live behind that faith? So I pray that, Lord. I know my faith, I know my shield will not let me down in anything that I face today. And then I took the sword. Which is the word of God. The thing about the sword is. The, the shield can only go out as far as this. I, we. The, the, for the most part. The armor is built. For you to. Like the Bible says. Stand. And resist the enemy. And he will flee. But after you submit your life and commit your life to him. So most of this is built for a defense. To take, to take, to take. But the sword is built for offense, to swing. The shield is only going to be right here. The sword reaches past the shield. The sword, there's times that things come in your life, even though you've got everything on, that you have to pull the word of God out. Because the Bible says when you speak the word, it will not come back void. It says it's sharper than two, any two-edged sword. It goes, it pierces coming and going down to the heart, the, the bone, the marrow, the inner parts. That's what it does. But so many times we stand with the sword here and we lift up our faith and the enemy is so close. That this is designed to reach past the shield. Do you understand what I'm saying? When he gets that close, it's time for you to start speaking the word of God. It reaches past. It reaches past. And it reaches past. The other night I had a dream. I wouldn't plan on sharing this, but I had a dream. I was, I was sitting right here reading my Bible, looking down, sitting up here. And I looked up, and somebody had come, sat about where uh, Brother Tim is right there. One pew in front of me, to be exact. I can remember. And I was in here by myself, and I looked up, and they were sitting there, and they were dressed in all red. And their nationality, I reckon is the best way, was like Indian or Hindu or, or, or Muslim or something like that. When I looked up, it startled me. And I said, you cannot be in here. 
You don't have the authority to be. I, I knew that it shouldn't be here. I said, you don't have the authority to be in here. I don't know how you got in here, but you have to leave now because you have no right to be in here. And so I looked back down and I looked back up. And all that was there was the body was gone, but the head was still there. What night was this? This was Monday night. Or Tuesday morning, actually. Tuesday morning about 6 o'clock. I woke up at 6 o'clock, so it was right before that. I woke up out of the dream. And so I looked, and there was just a head there. The body was gone. But it was still, and I remember saying this the other night about having the paperwork that all the, the, the uh, Sam Ballant to buy, all them could do was just run their mouth. They didn't have no legal access or legal right to be there because Nehemiah had the paperwork from the king. So I remember that, and all that was left there was a head, and all that was doing was just running his mouth. That's it. And I looked at it, and I, and I told the head. I was like, you can't. And in my dream, I started speaking. Power of God, the Holy Ghost hit me. I started speaking in tongues and it started speaking in tongues back. I was like, I don't care what you say, you can't do anything. And I woke up out of that dream. And I, I remember, and I think it was just maybe a confirmation. I don't know why I shared that, that it does not have legal right here any, anymore. That basically what I was saying is the word, the sword, can go forth and tell things to get out of your life. You don't have to set back in the defense mode all the time. You have the, you are equipped with something that can attack also. Not just to take on, but also to attack. But I, I had this sword this morning as I was praying that. Then I got, I was like, Lord, I haven't put on my, my shoes yet. The gospel of peace, the preparation to be prepared with the gospel of peace. And so as I was praying, and it, it, it hit me. I'm going to go here to make sure I get it all down. If I had everything on this evening, and I had my, my belt of truth, my shiny blessed breastplate of righteousness, my big shield, my sword, my helmet on, I would, I would look like a warrior. I would be all dressed up for war. But the most this morning, because it says the preparation for be prepared. And so he spoke to me. He's like, you have all that home, but you don't have the gospel of peace, the preparation of the gospel of peace on your feet. Before you can go out into battle, the most important thing that you can have on is be prepared in that word with the peace of God. Say that. I better read it it up even though I'm dressed for the battle and this armor is designed for war I have to walk in peace you have to bring the peace of God into every situation without compromising the truth 
I'm going to say that one more time to get, for you to get that. You have to, bring, be, you have to bring the peace of God into every situation without compromising the truth. The truth is we can't even go to war or walk in the battle without being prepared in the gospel of peace. Say, I put all this on. I put the whole armor of God on and I'm in my house. And we know back then we don't have, we don't have, we didn't have carpet back then. The roads they walked were, had jagged edges and stones and, and stuff in them. Animals walked the road so it probably had manure on it and, and urine on it of animals and everything else where they would travel. So even though. I'm dressed up with everything else. The moment I turn and I get summons for war, the moment I turn to walk out my house and I don't have my shoes of preparation of the peace of gospel, then before I ever get to the battle, I'm already defeated because I'm going to be so uncomfortable and so grumpy from the moment I step out because I'm going to be walking on everything else. I, I might walk out and stump my toe on the biggest rock and from that point on oh, I'm just I might walk out and, and catch a jagged piece of rock or a piece of glass or a piece of pottery and cut my foot open I might walk out and step in a big pile of mess and, and ruin my whole days what I'm saying is is that even though I'm dressed for war and have all the stuff on that looks like war a breastplate a helmet a sword a shield but I did not put the gospel of peace and be prepared I'm defeated before I ever walk out the door The truth is we can't even go to battle because on the way there, we won't have peace about the battle. We won't be prepared. It's the only thing in this scripture that says preparation of the gospel of peace. If you prepare yourself in the gospel, then no matter what hell or war you take in that day, you still walk in peace. You still have the peace of God upon your feet. You have, bind, the word shod there in the Greek means to bind to, to bind it to your feet. Because if we don't have the peace before we even get out the door, we'll start asking questions. Why? Why am I going into this battle? What are we going to do when we get there? How are we going to fight the Philistines? What if this happens today? Or this is the dumbest thing I have ever been called to do. We'll have questions with everything and start feeling, we won't start feeling the battle, but we'll start feeling every step we take, which is not a battle. Before we ever get to the war, we already feel defeated and we ain't even made it to the war. Because we can't walk in peace. I hope, I hope this is, is doing good and not just muddying everything up. So you'll start feeling defeated before you ever get to the battle because you don't have the gospel of peace on your feet. And in every step before you get there, it can cause pain, but it's not the pain of the battle. It's the pain of because you haven't prepared and you cannot walk in peace. 
And then before you ever get to the battle, if you do not have the gospel of peace upon your feet, before you ever get there, because of all the, the walking and the, the hardship of just the walking, you'll start being offended by everybody that comes along your way. This is the way it tied into offense. It's like the Lord told me, if you don't have the gospel of peace and be prepared for your day on your feet, even though you may look like a warrior, if you don't have this on, then everything you face, you will take offense to it because you cannot be in peace about it. I can have all the armor, but if I don't have the peace, I can't even go. Because why would I go into a battle that I don't have peace about? In Daniel chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had a peace about the situation that they were in. The king told them to bow before the statue, and they would not bow. Because before they ever got there, they had a peace about Because they tell the king, oh great king, we believe our God will deliver us out of the fiery furnace. But even if he don't, you'll know the God that I serve. Why could they say that? Because they had a peace before they ever got to the fiery furnace. That whatever happened in that battle, then they could walk in peace. How many would be able to, right now, if there was a fiery furnace over here, walk up to it peaceably and say, whatever happened to God, you'll know who my God is. That's the kind of peace that you've got to have. That every battle, every day, everything that you come against, that if you have that peace in your life, Lord, I may get killed in this battle today, but my peace lies within you. That's okay. That's okay. Daniel, pass the decree. Don't pray. It was, I think the decree was supposed to last like 30 days or 32 days. Very easily, he, for 32 days, he could have just maybe compromised his faith and not done it. But no, three times a day, he bowed at his window towards the east to Jerusalem. And he prayed. Why? Because he had the peace of God that it didn't matter what anybody said, that I have peace. Whatever this brings, I have peace. As long as I'm doing what the truth of God, because like I said, you have to, in every situation, you have to bring the peace of God in every situation without compromising the truth. Same thing. They take him. He goes, gets locked in the lion's den. How could he go in there? Because he had the peace of God. So what I'm telling you tonight, you can look like the greatest warrior there is. You can have the, the shiniest, sharpest sword. You can have the belt of truth around you, the, the, the shiniest breastplate on, the, the fanciest helmet on. But if you have not prepared to even walk into the battle, before you ever get there, you'll be defeated. Because you'll start asking questions. Because you'll feel every step that you take of life you'll feel that step because you don't have peace about it. Every step before you ever get there, I want somebody to get this. 
Every step, you'll feel that jagged stone. You'll feel that, that uneasiness. You'll feel the roll of a hill. You'll feel, you'll feel the, the griminess, the wet, the, the everything, every step. And before you ever get there, your mind will be so off base, and you'll be so offended and aggravated and agitated and irritated and every kind of tainted you can get because you are not walking in the peace of God. So you... You're defeated before you ever even get to the battle. We have to prepare ourselves with the gospel of peace. All the armor looks good, but is of no but it is of no use if we are not prepared. Four times in Ephesians, what does he say? Stand. Stand or withstand. So how important is it? What's the only piece of armor that, that goes along with standing? The gospel of peace. So if you do not have the gospel of peace on, you're not going to be able to stand. And that's the most important part. Yeah, the, the, the armor, all that is good. But he says, stand, stand against the wiles of the devil, withstand the evil day. When having to done, done all, stand, stand there forth. He's telling you to stand, and you've got to have the peace of God in your life to be able to stand. And some may not agree with me on this. It's really not debatable because I'm not going to debate you about it. This is just Jared. There's no doctrine or theology behind it. But I believe the most important part of the armor of God is the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's the only one that can help you stand or make you stand. And if I can't even walk to the battle, I'm done defeated. So that's, that's just Jared there. I believe you've got to be prepared. Preparation, preparation means not perspiration. I know I'm country and I slay my words. But pre reading your word, knowing that anything you face, you have peace about it. That's it. And, and the Bible teaches us, it teaches us that because he's our shepherd. He'll lead us, guide us, he'll direct us. He'll pull us, put a table in the presence of our enemies. We can have peace in every storm that we face, but we've got to be prepared and we've got to bind it to our feet and we have to walk in the peace of the gospel. John 14 and 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why? Because I give you peace. You have nothing to be scared of. Nothing. Focusing, fear is focusing on the devil, expecting something bad to happen, and faith is focusing on God, expecting him to move. Whenever you focus on fear, you're focusing on the devil. Whenever you focus on fear, you're saying something bad is going to happen. But faith is the opposite. It's focusing on God, expecting Him to move. 
we have to prepare that away in everything that we do. Women especially knows how much uncomfortable shoes, how, what, kind of, what kind of attitude and mood can that put you in? You see what I'm saying? If you're not prepared with the gospel of peace, you'll be easily offended. Your attitude will stink. The most annoying thing is to get like a rock or something in your shoe that it's, it's uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable if you do not place the peace of God in your life. Philip, please come help me be quiet. So this morning, like I said, he tied that back in. I wasn't planning on going this way at all. I pray that that the peace of God, that you allow it. He said, I leave it with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So he's telling you, you have an obligation to let not your heart be troubled. And you have an obligation yourself to not let it be afraid. You have to choose peace. He give it to you, but you have to choose to accept it. The same thing basically with all his armor. He's given us the tools to overcome. And to stand, but we have to accept it and we have to place it into operation in our lives. Without it, without us doing that, then we are easily defeated. We are easily defeated. So you would stand with me. Trout needs one of two things to be successful. It must be hidden in the hope that an animal will stumble up on it. And it must be baited to lure the animal into its traps. Into its, its, its. Satan, the enemy of our souls, and he uses both of these strategies as he lays out most deceptive and deadly traps that are hidden and that are baited. That's the reason it's important for us to have the full armor of God on. Because we have an adversary. Everybody knows the scripture that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And every piece of this armor combats that. Every piece of this armor if you use it right will get you through any battle 
through any trout, through any lie, because you have the truth. It will keep your heart right because you have the, the breastplate of righteousness. And it will keep your mind right because you have the helmet of salvation. It will keep your faith trusting in God. It will keep your sword sharp. And the peace of God will always, you'll walk in peace. You'll walk in peace. Lord, no matter what the day has for us. God, help us to be able to walk in the peace of it, Father. Lord, I pray when we leave out of this place, Lord, the, the turmoil, God, that may go be going on, God, in our jobs, in our homes, in our minds, God, that we will put the peace of you, that you give us, Jesus. And we'll walk in that, Father. Walk in it that no weapon formed against us, We'll prosper. Why? Because we have peace. We'll walk in that knowing Jesus that, that I can walk into a fiery furnace. The peace of God can be with me. I can walk into my job tomorrow. God, and the peace of God will be with me. God, I can go into my home tonight. God, and rest in your peace. Lord, I can go out into this world. God, and I can walk in your peace. So tonight I pray, God, because your peace passes, surpasseth all understanding. God, how can we take things and not grow bitter or not grow angry? It's because, God, we stand on your peace of who you are and what you have done and what your word says. So, Lord, we thank you tonight, God, for your peace. God, and I pray, God, that we walk in it. We walk in it. In Jesus' name, if anybody needs prayer for peace in their life or a situation that you're going through that you need peace in, we'll pray with you tonight. As Philip sang.